for watching another one of my microtopic gaming breakdowns. Uh, a lot of different things going on right now. If you like these videos and breakdowns, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button. If you're already subscribed, your bell button might have got unchecked. Make sure it's still checked. Something's going on with YouTube. So the three topics in this video, Xbox FPS Boost added 74 games. Returnal is maybe considering a save feature and a Discord Sony partnership that was announced by Sony. So let's just dive right in here. If you missed previously the announcements, we covered this in a separate video. Microsoft announced something called FPS Boost. And if you're unfamiliar with how to turn it on, I'll give you a quick how-to right now. Any of the games on your Xbox, if you click the options button on them and you go to manage game and add-ons, it'll take you to a screen that shows the game and all potential installed files. And there will be a button for compatibility. You need to click on that and see if FPS Boost is available. Now, you need to be plugged into a monitor or television that can do 60 hertz, which you should. Uh, Some games go up to 120. That does require a newer television or a newer monitor with HDMI 2.0 or higher. And that's something you're going to need to be able to turn on. I made the mistake of not forcing my Xbox up to 120 refresh I had to go in the settings and do that and then it told me I could turn it on for Titanfall so that's how you turn it on now they did that a couple of weeks ago and they recently added like 74 more games so this was reported by Kotaku Microsoft added its FPS boost to over 70 additional games today letting players on the Xbox Series X or S enjoy dramatically better performance in older Xbox One titles like Yakuza 6 Assassin's Creed Unity Alien Isolation Far Cry 5 and Mad Max so they cherry pick some of the bigger titles so if you own any of these titles you can walk through those settings and those things that I was just talking about if you want to turn that on it's actually pretty dope and they outlined how they do this. It might lower the resolution in the game to ensure you get the higher frames per second, uh, but 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 it's pretty cool. Today, Microsoft has added uh, FPS boost to 74 games. The full list of new titles is, well, huge. It's 74 games after all. Here are a few that caught my attention for various reasons. So the, the author of the article cited a handful. Now, if you want to see the full list, you can go to the Xbox storefront on a browser and you can actually filter according to Xbox Series X or S and then check FPS boost and it'll show you the it's like 90 something games now so Assassin's Creed the Ezio collection Dying Light Far Cry New Dawn Lego Worlds Metro Last Light Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition Yakuza 6 Untitled Goose Game I don't know why they put Untitled Goose Game on there do you really need 120 frames for the Untitled Goose Game in any case be sure to check this on your Series S or X on any of the games that you enjoy and I'm sure they're going to continue to add to that list. Second, we've been covering a lot of Returnal on this channel, both on the gaming channel with gameplay. Be sure to support SNTR Gaming if you like watching gameplay of new games and relevant games. And we've been talking a lot about this game and what a save feature might look like. There's always the potential that a save feature could be abused. And as an example, if you're about to go fight a boss in Returnal, there is a massive amount of weight and pressure on your shoulders. It makes for really intense gameplay. It's both very satisfying when you win and very deflating when you lose. The highs and lows of that experience are part of the game's charm. Now that goes away if I can save it, run in and fight a boss, and if it's going poorly and I know I'm going to die, I could just force quit the game and reload the save. 
So a save feature is a delicate thing. It's not as simple as just flipping a switch and be like, yeah, you can save it now. Because it could lead to uh, exploits that would completely invalidate some of this game's appeal, charm, and challenge. And it would make some of these fights exceptionally easier, especially when you get a really, really strong build knowing that you can just keep back and trying over and over again on the boss would completely destroy this game's identity. However, this was reported by Games Radar. Returnal devs, Housemark, have acknowledged the community's request for save options, but they didn't make any promises to add it in a future update. The PS5 exclusive is a notoriously difficult roguelike that's been met with largely positive feedback, with the caveat that you will die a lot while playing it. As someone who can't get past the first quarter of Dark Souls, I understand the frustration of not having save points as do some of Returnal's players including a Reddit user who wrote this post and it was titled no need to be toxic about people who need safe options now essentially what that Reddit post argued was you shouldn't be punished for needing to step away if you die sure boom hit him with the punishment now the way this guy outlined the save option idea that he thought would work was once you load the save um it deletes itself or something like that. Or once you die, the save gets deleted. Unfortunately, as I already outlined, that's not going to help. You know when you're not going to make it in this game. If you're out of healing, especially in a boss fight, if you're out of healing and you got nothing in your corner and the boss still has like two bars of health left because you got to get to defeat the boss's health bar three times. It's real easy at that point to be like, I'm done, dashboard, force quit the game, right? You go to you go to the you go to the main menu on your PlayStation. You could pause it first, pause it, go to the main menu, force quit the game, and then you boot back up in your save files there. Now, if the save file deletes itself after being loaded, I'm sure you could do something to the effect of like saving it again, going somewhere and and getting the currency needed or whatever. So the post that they're talking about here, the Reddit post, it lays out how Returnal could benefit from a save option for specific types of players, including busy people who need to save. I had this experience last night, okay? I was playing, I was having a pretty good run. I was like, man, it's getting kind of late. I'd prefer to shut down and not have to like cross my fingers on the rest feature. And I kind of felt that like, Man, it'd be nice to hit the save button, just walk away and come back and pick up this run later. Keep in mind, some of these runs can go for a really, really long time. And that's, you know, that can be disrupted, very easily disrupted by daily life. Now, the Redditor suggested that players should not be able to choose between save files and the save files should be automatically deleted as soon as you die. So the roguelike character of the game won't get destroyed. Again, I don't think that that... solves the issue entirely so housemark shared the post on twitter and they wrote we hear the community and we love you all nothing to announce now but keep playing and enjoying the challenge as you can so they're not making any promises okay they're not making any assurances but they are saying like look we're, we're listening to you on this okay we're listening to you on this we're uh we're we're not we're, we're not writing this off But at the same time, there's a huge challenge here of ruining what makes this game so, so good. Because, man, when I beat that second boss yesterday, it just felt so good after losing to him twice. So, last topic, and this is obviously near and dear to some of us because we use Discord every single day. And uh, a lot of people have the Sony uh, console, the, the, the PlayStation. So, Discord was recently in the news for talk breakdowns with Microsoft. It seemed that they were potentially going to be selling to Microsoft, and that did not happen. And one of the reasons that didn't happen, it seemed that Discord was asking for a pretty big 
asking price. Now, this is not a buyout. This is a partnership. So this is an official announcement from Sony. Sony announced this. They said at PlayStation, we're constantly looking for new ways to enable players around the world to connect with one another from new friendships and communities and share fun experiences and lasting memories. It's in the spirit that we're excited to announce a new partnership with Discord, the communication service popularized by gamers and used by more than 140 million people every month around the world. So the the this this is going to be sort of an integration partnership as, as far as the announcement seems together our teams are already hard at work connecting discord with your social and gaming experience on playstation network our goal is to bring the discord and playstation experiences closer together on console and mobile starting early next year allowing friends groups and communities to hang out have fun and communicate more easily while playing games together so this isn't going to be happening anytime soon this is this is an announcement about something that will likely come to fruition in 2022 this is not right around the corner to bring these experiences to life for our players sony interactive entertainment has made a minority uh, investment as part of discord series h round from our very first conversation with co-founders jason and stan i was inspired by their lifelong love for gaming and our team shared passion to bring friends and communities together in new ways empowering players to create communities and enjoy shared gaming experiences is at the heart of what we do so we are beyond excited to start this journey with one of the world's most popular communications services it's always a privilege to work with great partners to bring fresh experiences blah 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 so there's a lot to read there it's a lot of fluff but if you own a playstation and you use discord this is good news this could be some very very uh helpful tools and and community building aspects that obviously we're going to consider we have a discord that we use for tons of stuff that we do here there are people actively listening to me right now in the discord there are six people essentially listening to an audio podcast of me talking in our discord because maybe they can't pull up youtube or whatever it's also a place where lots of people connect share images and connect to play games so these three micro topics are a part of a host of topics that we cover every single day about gaming so if you enjoyed this stick around for more if you're in the live audience i'm going to be reading through your poll responses in a moment if you're listening to the recording elsewhere or watching the 10 minute segment hit the subscribe and bell button and i hope to see you in the next video Thanks for listening to the second part of the show here, reading through poll responses on the news topics about the Xbox FPS boost, getting 74 more games added, Returnal save feature, and the Discord Sony partnership. As a reminder, anytime you're listening to this content, you can always check me out live at sntrlive.com. And if you're in the live audience, make sure you're subscribed with the bell button. People that are subscribed have had their bell button unchecked, so you may want to check that it is uh, it is indeed checked. People are not getting notified because it's getting the bell button's getting undone or whatever. So, Kevin W. with the first response. The announcement for the Discord and Sony partnership is oddly well-timed, seeing how recently Microsoft said they were done talking about it. I'm curious about how it will work. Um, It sounds like an integration thing more than anything. I don't think it's going to be... Now, obviously, it, it, it could lead to more, right? It could lead to more. But to me, it just sounds like an integration thing. It doesn't sound like it's going to be this uh, super hyper involved, you know, partnership. Now, again, it could lead to that long term. But the fact that the integration and the features and stuff, you're not going to really see the results of that until next year. To me, it indicates that this is this is likely maybe a, a, a testing a testing phase. A lot of times company will do this. They'll they'll agree to something and then they'll revisit six months in or, you know, 90 days in or whatever. So Sony could be being somewhat uh, trepidatious 
right? Um, because if you related to one of the topics today, the focus topic about them charging Epic uh, for crossplay, um, this is this is definitely an, uh, an area where Sony is very protective, and they could be very very hesitant to just dive into the deep end of the pool with Discord because of communication, terms of service, you know, having a synergy and an agreement there, um, making sure. The, the 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 actual situation is is good for them i mean the way they approached crossplay with sony they were like listen if our players are a greater percentage of the crossplay and 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 we're not getting the the right percentage of revenue you're going to pay us the difference i mean that's essentially what they did to epic so i you know what i mean i it's it, this with Discord is is likely going to be just like a, a a slow a slow stepping into you know an integration first and then maybe a more robust partnership long term. I I don't necessarily think you're going to see a whole lot of Sony partnerships and integrations like this. Um, so I just I just don't think so. Oh, apparently there's new Biomutant gameplay today. Okay, excellent, excellent. I'll have to check that out. That game looks like it's going to be really fun. So, you know, your game has to make over a million before Sony puts the tax on. Well, sure, sure, sure. Well, no. It seemed like it seemed like if you fell under, you had to pay the difference. Is, is uh, that's how I read it in the article I read? I might have misunderstood it. It was actually genuinely hard to understand um (laughs) it was genuinely hard to understand but maybe for them that's actually um you know maybe that's actually not hard to hit at some at some levels so i don't think epic was playing the victim card paul i think the documents that got released were confidential right and it showed that epic had to foot the bill to get cross play a thing right it's if you go way over and you hurt Sony's bottom line. Right, it was like, essentially what I read was, if your player, if, if the cross-play percentage of Sony's player base is at this percentage, and the revenue's down here, you pay the difference to ensure that they're not, essentially in their mind, losing revenue, right? So, the confidential documents that were released, yeah, I, I'm not worried about the case with Apple. I mean, I, I'm not choosing a side there. I'm, I'm going to wait for all that to shake out before I decide what I think. But that case is is bringing to light the fact that I think I was one of the people. I think a lot of people here probably thought that Fortnite being so popular, Sony just decided to play ball. Well, not really. It, it wasn't really the case. It was it was more about. <laughs> It was more about like, no, we'll do it, but you're gonna pay. I mean, you're you're gonna foot the bill. We're not we're not gonna lose any potential revenue here. Um, and Epic obviously had some deep pockets at the time and was and was able to uh, to to sign on the dotted line. But it wasn't it wasn't you know um, it wasn't a warm handshake. Uh, it, it, I read the email transcripts. It was not a warm uh, warm handshake. So. Um, it's like me buying silver on Destiny on Xbox, but I play Destiny on PC 95% of the time. Steam asking for fees from the other platform. Right. Right. No, I don't think Biomutant's coming to all platforms, JSOC. I'm pretty sure it's first-party exclusive to Sony. There was a recent article that Sony is heavily focusing on first-party uh, exclusives. 
and that we're going to talk about that today i think that's related to the crossplay situation i believe sony continues to play by an old playbook which could help them but it could also hurt them long term we'll have to obviously wait and see uh, their market dominance is really going to shield them and protect them from this damaging them in the in the near future but in you know 10 years from now this could be the beginning of a of a change in the industry that no, I don't think they're ever going to be be off in a bad place. Wait, Biomutant is coming to all platforms? It is? I swore that was a PlayStation con- uh, uh, all platforms. I swore that was a, uh, a PS exclusive. Um, oh, the game will be released, on, released in May for Microsoft, PlayStation, and Xbox. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was wrong. I was incorrect. Thanks, Wheezy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Biomutant is scheduled to release for all platforms on May 25th. So in 20 days, I apologize for the misinformation. So surprise, you can get it. It's like a birthday present, you know, that we forgot about underneath the couch, you know. Um, And now you get to play it. It does look really, really good. So Hex left a comment on the poll, said, really curious about how this partnership with Discord is going to work. Hope it improves uh, PSN's voice chat in the future. Uh, agreed. Let's actually look at the poll results. I didn't give the poll results. Um, 321 people voted. 50% are interested in the Discord PlayStation partnership. Xbox FPS boost with a 36% and return of the save feature is at a 14%. So... Uh, Creature was right and I was wrong. You guys were more interested in the Discord partnership than I thought. Uh, I thought that was going to be a smaller select group. Um, But obviously this audience is heavily invested in Discord. We use it all the time. So I thought the Returnal save feature would be a bigger bigger buzzword uh, right now given that it was one of the leading criticisms of the game. Uh, I thought that would be a bigger pull. Uh, But yeah, you guys are clearly you know, very interested in the, uh, in the discord partnership with, uh, with, with Sony. Um, so sorcerer of havoc says, definitely see nice potential with the discord PlayStation partnership. Excited to see how the partnership grows with this change. Uh, same, uh, heavy metal mama says the FPS boost is pretty exciting, but curious as to why it came now being that they have launched the new console late last year. Also, it would have been nice if discord could have teamed up with both platforms, uh, agreed on discord. Um, FPS boost, uh, is likely because they don't have a lot of titles right now. Like they do not have a lot of titles and this is, I think, a great way for them to say, look, you, w- there's all these things now that can get a bit of a boost. A lot of this is player uh, perception or uh, consumer perception. Think of it from this perspective. And I've said this before. I don't install any backwards compatible games with the exception of Star Wars Legos. I don't. But whenever I go to my full library on my Xbox Series X, it just feels good knowing all my games are there if I want them. You never know. You never know. You might, you know, rainy day, right? Everybody does that, right? You keep, you keep books, movies, and old things around. 
you're like, oh, rainy day, I might go play that. Da, 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 da. And then you don't. 90% of the time, it, it, it sits on the shelf. And that's happening for me. But as a consumer, that's a value transmission even if I never use it. If I never use it, it's a value transmission. You do that sometimes at a hotel. They're like, oh, you get a bunch of movie channels. And you're like, oh, awesome. And then you might never turn the television on. But you remember that. You're like, oh, yeah, if I go and stay at that hotel... I get, you tick off all the things that you get, even if you don't cash in on them. And this is a similar scenario. It's a similar scenario. It's like FPS boost is a value transmission. You know that if you have an Xbox Series X or an Xbox Series S, you know like, hey, they're boosting performance of games, man. They're giving them that love. They're giving them that punch. That's really good, right? That's, that's, That's excellent for me. And then you never cash in on it. <laughs> you don't, maybe you don't even own most of the games. You know what I'm saying? You might, you might not even own most of the games. You're like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't play those. But you see that list and it's like, uh, you know, this also is great for Game Pass, right? If you have Game Pass and then they slap some of these games on Game Pass, now not only can you go try a game that maybe you skipped out on, but you can go try a game with increased performance. It's it's a it's a selling point of the console. FPS boost made me feel like I have to go back and play older games so the marketing is working. Right. FPS boost got me to play Titanfall 2, fantastic game. Felt like I was in a mech anime. Really want Titanfall 3 now? Yes. Titanfall 2's campaign is is one of the best shooter campaigns I've ever played. It's excellent. It's well worth a play. So to me, it's like Microsoft knew, as as many of these companies do, many of these companies know, they know that they are going to launch and not have a ton of first-party titles. They know that. They know it. It, it, they, they didn't. They didn't launch in in the in in end of last year and be like, "Oh my gosh, we don't have any first-party titles. We don't have any big releases." They knew that. And I think they knew with the marketing what they could do is they could stagger some feature updates like this, and uh, and it could be I think uh, a great selling point. And now for people, think of it this way too. Think of it from this angle. I just thought of this: if you own an Xbox One, an older Xbox, okay, and you own these games, guess what? You just you now see like ah. Oh, if I can just get my hands on that new Xbox, all these games that I own are going to run better over there. Again, you may never do it. You may never boot up, you know, Battlefront or any of these titles that are getting the boost. But it's convincing, I wouldn't be surprised, it's convincing a lot of people to suddenly take more of an interest in upgrading their, uh, their Xbox, you know? Um... It's actually, I think, a really, really smart play because their existing consumer base is very important to to fueling and moving the new consoles as they come available. Now, I know the demand is insane and production is likely not going to get any better anytime soon. So there is uh, there's always that angle, even still now. It's just there's just there's not going to be a big uptick in production anytime soon, you know? Noberto says, all the news about the Xbox boost and backwards compatibility has me hooked. 
Looking forward to getting an Xbox and playing great games. I missed last console generation with increased FPS and resolution. Um, great points. There, that there are people in this category as well that are going to feel like, oh man, it's well worth it. You know, I'm actually curious from chat if you guys, if anybody right now owns some of the games that we listed this morning, or if this has made you interested in the fact that like maybe I should like is this having an effect on you is this influencing your decision or making you consider an you know an Xbox Series X more than you did in the past because th- this this is a potential console mover for some people especially if you already own an Xbox console uh right now QBZ says, I'm interested in seeing how Discord can possibly change based on Sony's aggressiveness to maintain uh, their uh, their wash garden. Um, uh, this will likely be a slow integration. I don't, I don't think it's going to be fast. We said that at the, at the very beginning. It's not even supposed to happen this year, right? It's not even supposed to happen this year. It's like next year, right? I... It, it it's it's gonna be slow. It, it they're they're not gonna immediately be like, yeah, Discord's available. Yeah, you can use it. It's integrated. Da, 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 da. You're gonna see that today. Like just their their approach to any you know cross pollination, cross play, uh, anything. You know, um, that's that's gonna be a pretty common common thing with Sony. They're they are not gonna just slap some some software on there, especially software that enables you to do chatting via voice and text like they're not just going to let that happen willy-nilly i own some and i have a series x and i will be playing some of the fps boosted games again says distorted okay okay uh i don't think you need 2.1 i thought you just needed a 2.0 hdmi for the 120 i I could be wrong on that but i didn't think you needed 2.1 i think you should needed a 2.0 I stopped console gaming last gen because of the sub 1080 30 FPS games. Right. Yeah. Uh. Uh. So. Next comment on the poll from Chicken Pot Pie. I was fortunate enough to get an Xbox Series X and the backwards compatibility plus FPS FPS boost is breathing new life into my old games. With all these benefits, Xbox has now become my go-to console. Uh, that's solid feedback. I mean, that, that's, that is going to be one of the things that Microsoft is focusing on, right? Oh, you need 2.1 for 4k. Okay. I was gonna say 120 Hertz. You should only need a 2.0. Um, so 2.1 for 4k 120, I believe 2.0 can do 120, 1080. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's for the 4k. So obviously that would be a TV that you would be shopping for and you'd probably want to just shoot for the moon there and get the, the 2.1 so you're you know you're ready for any of the 4k games that are going to come out so uh let's see here uh cybermentis just says noise and i'm gonna say uh toit <laughs> uh brad says discord to playstation partnership is interesting because of how close it was to discord to be brought to microsoft to do an about switch to playstation i feel this move is going to make it less integrated into the microsoft products uh or more of a barrier that's definitely a possibility uh because you know microsoft 
is, isn't going to take too kindly, you know, to that. I mean, I don't think Microsoft is going to be like nasty or vindictive, but the fact that like they were just in the press about this as a, as a, as, you know, the, the, the talks broke down, it seemed like maybe Discord was asking for way too much. It's, it's possible that was it. You know, they were asking for way, way too much. Um, um, that is that is a distinct possibility that Microsoft was like, "Are you kidding me? We're, we're not we're not paying this for your company." Now, even if they were going to be doing a potential uh, a potential buy, um, you know, even if they were going to do a potential buy, it's possible that they were also planning on an integration with Sony. Even if they get you know purchased by Microsoft. That doesn't mean that they're not going to suddenly stop with their integration plans into other platforms. Now, obviously, you know Microsoft would have had a say in like what that looked like, um, and if it even were to happen, right? So, I don't know if that was a part of the breakdown. Maybe Microsoft's like, yeah, but we don't want any integration with Sony, and Discord's like, well, we're already in talks with Sony about an integration on their platform. Um, that could have been a part of the breakdown. The price point, the asking price, could have been a part of the breakdown. Um, a lot of the uh, a lot of the reports just simply said that Microsoft and Discord had ended talks. It didn't it didn't go into any great detail as to uh, as to what happened. So the, Microsoft's going to make their own Discord and name it Microcord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sony could have forced Discord to end talks too. It's po- yeah, it's possible. It's possible. I think it's likely that we see both Sony and Microsoft building up assets and partnerships and toys to force the other's hands to share with one another. I mean, maybe. I don't feel like Sony cares to play. We're going to get into that with our focus topic today. I feel their target, or or their plan, I should say, is a very insular plan. It doesn't feel like they want to... They want to play ball with anybody. Could be wrong. I mean, you could be right. Maybe they're building up an arsenal for negotiation power. Um, I, I don't know how much Discord's going to help with that. Discord integration is not a massive selling point. You got to consider something. The general population, the general population that buys these consoles, they don't have a freaking clue what Discord is. You know what I mean? Like, you go ask my brother or my nephews what Discord is, or any of their friends, or any of their other gamers that they know, and they're gonna be like, "I don't, I don't know what that is." You talk to John Q. Public walking into a a retail location to buy uh, a PlayStation or an Xbox, and you ask them about Discord, they're gonna be like, "I don't, I don't know what that is." So I don't know how big of an asset that's gonna be for for Sony in a negotiation standpoint. Be like, well. We're teamed up with Discord, you know what I mean? Keep in mind, Discord wants to make a large push to the general public and not be limited to just gaming anymore. True, 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 true. They see themselves as a business solution, and they they, they are in many cases. So, Mithrax says, Discord joining with PlayStation is great news to me as this will smooth the communications with my friends while cross-playing. Uh, agreed. And see, that's the interesting aspect of this, is the Discord-Sony partnership is very much related to the revelation that Sony was charging Epic for crossplay. So, Sony is very anti-crossplay, and this seems like a feature and a benefit for people that crossplay. Does that make sense? Like, smoothing out voice chat. Now, 
maybe maybe that's Sony's workaround here is like listen if we're going to get into cross play we can have a separate EULA and a separate you know a separate uh, end user license agreement that is essentially saying if you use discord that's that application it's like when you agree to a EULA with uh, Call of Duty you install Call of Duty and you agree to their EULA and if Call of Duty finds you breaking their terms of service or their license agreement that's when you get banned like this is what they do to cheaters right Sony could be kicking the ball to Discord and saying look for you know crossplay communication to be seamless and more smooth this would be a great uh, feature and application to run and then it's not on us we don't have to worry about tracking, tracing, or enforcing the EULA. That's in Discord's hands. Discord has people using the chats to type and to talk, and you're agreeing to that when you install that. And then the users would know, like, I'm using something separate from Sony. And, you know, Sony's party chat's been notoriously awful over the years. It was always very bad. It was never an enjoyable experience. Always lots of echo and disconnection problems and stuff. Um, a five spot from Christopher says Sony was against crossplay for the PS4 most likely has had a change of heart it's possible it, 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 it's definitely possible that they're maybe they're changing their tune um, I don't know I don't know but the number one your whole life Sony they must be doing something right Oh, are you talking about... Yeah, I mean, Sony is not going to suddenly get unseated from the throne of console leader. I don't think anytime soon. Um, their dominance in the Asian market is always going to is always going to give them a huge leg up in quantity of sales. Um, so... You could add all the game studios they have acquired to that list. Still waiting on my post-acquisition first-party games. Right, 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 right. <clears throat> Sony will never ever give up control of on-platform communication to a third party. No one will. You can't enforce your own TOS. Huh. Sony was pro crossplay during PS3 because they were down. Oh yeah, sure. When they weren't the industry leader, they were all about crossplay, and Microsoft wasn't. And then the tide shifted, and then Microsoft was really pro pro crossplay, and Sony wasn't. Like the sh- the shoe has been on both feet at the you know as it were. Every time Microsoft does something, uh, Cinerage and, and chat golf claps for them, but when Sony steps wrong, everyone's like, this might hurt them. Well, you have to listen to the way I'm phrasing it. I don't think this is going to hurt Sony in the short term. It remains to be seen if in five to ten years, their current decision-making ends up insulating them too much in the industry and then subsequently hurts their market share. I don't think they're in any danger right now at all. I mean, let me be perfectly clear about that. The PS5 was the fastest selling console to date. The demand for that console is still in a great place. Sony is going to be a dominant force for console market saturation sales for the foreseeable future. But in 10 years, all of that could look completely different. The next generation of gamers could find themselves more prone to enjoying what Microsoft offers with its play anywhere, play with anyone. The Xbox network is everywhere. It's on your phone. It's on your iPad. It's on your PC, your Xbox, like all your stuff all the time everywhere. And Sony is planting their flag in 
console with amazing first party titles and we don't play well with others like if that's their flag that they're going to plant it could massively help them they could be a standout in the industry they could be the only platform that focuses on that it's the only platform you can get xyz games but the next generation might say eh we don't care you know we don't care single player title sales as of late is proving that sony is going to be just fine for the foreseeable future but market trends change in five to ten years the larger portion of the buying consumer base of gamers might be like yeah nah we're more concerned with you know an an entertainment suite a package of everything uh we like to play with our friends we like to have our stuff with us everywhere we go like that that hive mind shift may make a lot of sony's investments right now backfire on them Again, I'm not saying it will. There's just always that potential. Both companies could be making predictions and calls and decisions that end up not working for them. I happen to think that Microsoft's moves make more sense given the landscape and the expectations from the younger generation of gamers as well as how large the PC audience is. And if they can tap into and start to absorb uh, and some of that, and some of those PC people to be coming over and being like, oh man, this Microsoft Ultimate PC Game Pass, this Microsoft network is well worth having on my PC. Now you're tapping into a market that is significantly larger than the Sony market share. The PC share is, is significantly larger. And PC gaming is on the rise. So again, that could help Microsoft. Not necessarily hurt Sony, but it could certainly help Microsoft. Hank Skywalker says, I'm still debating which way I'm going for next gen. Game Pass was steering me towards Xbox where I had been PlayStation previously. This news tips me a little bit more towards PlayStation. Um, uh, Some will feel that way. No doubt. No doubt. Some people are going to feel that way. They're going to say, oh, this this Discord acquisition lines up with how I play games they're going to say oh this is something that lines up with uh, my daily habits my routine where I hang out where I hang my hat uh, all, of, all of those elements play a part in where people decide to uh, to commit their allegiance so Apple has always supported Microsoft Office products on their Mac platform because they had to, but on their phone platform they do whatever they want because they can. Right, the minute you have dominance of that of a market, you can you can play by your own rules. Um, console wars are won by the best games. It always has. Nothing I see shows Xbox making huge strides and they need to. But I think the mistake in what you're saying, Big Mouth Strike, is, and Microsoft indicated this in an interview last year. They're not interested in a console war. Microsoft views their competition as Google and Amazon. Streaming services, subscription packages, gaming as a service. Like, that's the market they're targeting. They're actually, right now, slowly boiling the frog in the water to ensure that more and more people on the Microsoft platform consider Game Pass the removal of needing Xbox Live Gold for free-to-play games, and the increasing benefit and value of Game Pass, that's their long-term goal. And once they tie that all together with a nice bow, and it's totally integrated with the PC world, 
they're they're tapping into a market they're not considering console sales at that point they're selling a service they're selling a a suite of things and that's the difference i think it's the difference between subscribing to amazon prime and subscribing to netflix Netflix snags amazing first-party content, and you have to go there to watch The Queen's Gambit, or you know, these other these other shows traditionally that have only been housed there. Okay, and that's Netflix's appeal. It's a very strong appeal, and you got to consider something: their margins over there on Netflix are sometimes under threat. Why? Because they spend an exorbitant amount of money and production costs on a first-party title, first-party show, and they hope to recoup that through subscriptions, okay? Now, Amazon Prime is dealing in a completely different world. Now, yes, they have some of their own shows and things that they promote, but Amazon Prime is selling you on multiple layers of service, free shipping, Amazon Music, the movies, the TV shows, right? The discounts, all that stuff's all packaged into one thing. So when you're comparing Amazon Prime and all that it comes with, and you compare it to Netflix, I think in Microsoft's mind, that's the thi- that's the true debate that gamers will be having five years from now. An Xbox network subscription gets me ding, 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 all these things. And Sony has amazing first party titles. Now, I think Sony senses this. Some of the recent things we've covered here with the video pass thing they're testing in Poland. I do think Sony has some grip on the entertainment world with some of the properties that they own and they could leverage that with what would look like a sort of all-in-one package on their platform as a way to compete with what um with what they with what they offer now again everybody's different because the O'Neos is saying honestly i'm checking netflix before amazon prime if i want to watch tv sure 100 percent the same could be said here. If you love single player games, really, really high quality first party single player games, the Sony PlayStation, no doubt, in a year, in a year to two years time, is gonna be a heavy, heavy contender in the boxing ring. And Microsoft isn't gonna be competing in that fight. They just simply are not. I'm not seeing any significant traction in that realm for Microsoft in the near future. Big, big first party titles. I'm not seeing it. That's not what they're selling. They're selling something akin to Amazon Prime. You get this Game Pass. You get free games. You get you get to try them. You get discounts on other games. They're going to be adding more features, more than likely. And then they start to tie it all together with Play Anywhere. Multiple multiple consoles, avenues, xCloud comes out of beta. You see all these things? So like, I think they're trying to sell something that is more in the line of it's a service and here's the 18 value points and bullet points that you get, and Sony is selling you on games. It's a huge, huge different marketing structure. So, in two years, there will there will be more PS5s in circulation than Xbox uh, Series Xs and Ss. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. PS5 will have a greater share of that saturation. But Microsoft's not looking at that. That's not Microsoft's endgame. And it's just going to take a while for it to come to fruition. It just is. It's not It's not going to be uh, a, a soon thing. Now, I, I did forget about Bethesda, okay? 
Microsoft could kind of sleep underneath the water for a while and then pop up out of the water and be like, haha, here's a bunch of first party titles. Wham, wham, wham. I don't know what their plans are with Bethesda, but that could certainly could turn into a, a, a pretty, pretty heavy, a pretty heavy blow of the, here you go. There is, there is, uh, there's some big titles that they could own potentially, right? Also, the new generation of gamers are multiplayer people, not single-player games. So those first-party PlayStation games aren't going to keep them ahead for long. Song services are worse. Oh, and that that was something I've tried to convey over the years. I think my nephews represent the next generation of gamers. They're more interested in multiplayer games. They can play with their friends, right? Microsoft's definitely not rolling over with single-player games with all these developer purchases. That could be a slow burn, though, Josh Graham, because these purchases that they're making, we might not see that in the next year or two. Again, that could be like a sleeping giant strategy, like all of a sudden in five years, boom, like Godzilla, they come flying up out of the water and we're like, oh my gosh, Doom, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Xbox pl- Xbox only, oh my gosh, right? The goal is to sell consoles? No. Nope. No. That's the point in the discussion I think you're missing, Big Mouth. Microsoft's goal is not to sell consoles. They want you in their service funnel. That's where the money is. The money is not in console sales. The money is in their service funnel. Because if you can get in their service funnel on your PC, on your iPad, or on an Xbox, that's a very, very large audience. That's tons of people. That's a significantly larger potential audience footprint than they previously had focusing only on console sales. They're not concerned with console sales. They are concerned with their service funnel. This is why in the interview from, I think it was last year, Phil Spencer essentially said they viewed their competition as Google and Amazon because Google and Amazon are doing similar things. They want people in their service funnel. Now Stadia fell on its face, but Google will likely jump back into the ring in some measure in the, in the future to try to scoop up some of this business. They never make much profit on the consoles. They make their money on the software sales. And it's easier to sell software sales to people when they have existing equipment than to try to get them to buy the equipment first. So... Uh, not sure if you saw it, Lona, but Spotify is bringing back Spotify Premium for those who own Game Pass Ultimate. Oh, well, wow. That's another, that's another feature wrap-up. They're wrapping that feature up together. That's a smart move, right? On a console, is surely the goal. Why make two SKUs? It's part of it, though, Big Mouth. It's part of it. Uh, think of it like this. In the analogy I was giving you with Amazon Prime, Amazon is certainly investing money in first-party television show. Uh, like, um, what was the one hero one they just did with the boys? Okay, there's been a lot of money on that, and I think it helped them. I think it helped them. They probably got a lot of subscriptions because of that, okay? But that's not the only thing Amazon's focusing on. That's one piece. It's like a multi-pronged strategy. You are right in that Microsoft wants to sell consoles. It's one of the prongs of their strategy. That's not the only prong. Sony seems more heavily rooted in the idea of move consoles, get first-party titles. Is that a wrong strategy? Absolutely not. It's just very different than Microsoft's strategy. I'm not arguing which company is right or wrong here. Bear in mind, I own every platform and will always own every platform. I love my PlayStation 5. Love it. Haptic controls, the controller, Returnal. I love my PS5. It's 
it's in the Xbox Series X. I this is such a great time to own consoles. They're wonderful machines. They run so well. I've loved owning both of them. I am merely highlighting a very very different approach in marketing and business strategy between the two companies. If you think their their approach is the same, I feel like you're being very, very... You're lacking a lot of nuance. I don't think anybody with a straight face could say that Microsoft and Sony are approaching marketing of their businesses exactly the same. It is drastically different. Drastically. I mean, case in point, many people will say, I have no interest in Microsoft's console. Why? I don't see any games. Look at the game lineup that Sony's going to have very, very soon. They've got Returnal. They're going to have God of War. They're going to have Horizon Zero Dawn. Right? They're gonna, wham, 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 wham. Like all these big, big titles. That's what I'm interested in. There are people that think that way. Why? That's how Sony markets. And there was a recent article about this. A Sony uh, high-up director C-suite employee said they are doubling down on first-party exclusives. That's what they want. That's how they sell their consoles. And... It works. It works. In five years, it might work. Maybe it'll be a little less potent. It'll be a little less potent. Ah, My nephews are now 15, 16, 18. They're a little older. They've got buying power in the market, and so do all their friends. What do they look for in a game console? What do they look for in a gaming experience? I don't know if it's going to be that. I don't know. Now, bear in mind, you and me and all the people like us we're still going to be in the market we're still going to be buying and so sony will still have a very strong market hold of if you want these awesome titles you got to own our console and you and me and all the people like us are still going to be shoveling that money towards sony but that next generation will slowly become the larger buying populace in the gaming world and they're going to think very differently than you and i fortnite was a massive catalyst in this hive mind shift of I should be able to play on any platform with anybody anywhere I go and Microsoft is in a better position to meet that desire Sony is notoriously against that they're not about that they're just not they're not even really building infrastructure for it now their cloud based gaming solutions may be on the horizon we did a, we did a micro topic about that uh, a week or two ago I wouldn't say Sony is completely rooted in consoles and game sales. There's so much more they have their foot in besides games. This is why that video passing they're testing in Poland could turn into something very nice for the Sony platform because they do have uh, a grip on some of the the entertainment portions of the industry with television shows, movies, uh, and the like. They own a lot of property. Sony owns a lot of property, so that could turn into a very nice win for console uh, for Sony console owners. Um, so. Listen, if you're like me, this is all great news. Why? Because both consoles are going to have to deliver the best. FPS boost on Xbox? Sweet. I benefit from that. Amazing first-party titles on my PlayStation? Sweet. I benefit from that. This is awesome. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank. This is awesome. The next Spider-Man game. Yes! Oh, I can't wait. Right? It's great for me. I'm merely highlighting the differences between their marketing and how it might cause a shift in market saturation five to ten years from now. Microsoft could be significantly larger because they're tapping into a multi-audience strategy of PC, mobile, cloud, and console owners. All of them are getting targeted by Microsoft's approach, and Sony isn't necessarily targeting that market, and the PC market continues to grow. Um... 
always trips me out that people think Sony is small or even medium. They're massive. Oh yeah, they're they're enormous. They're enormous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll never get Spider-Man back. Oh yeah. And Spider-Man's got pull, dude. Spider-Man's got pull. He's got. I think. I still think to this day, people, people, uh, people disagree with me on this. They disagree with me on this. I still think he's the most recognizable, most iconic hero in existence. And I, my favorite superhero is Superman. And I still think Spider-Man is more iconic and more recognizable worldwide than Superman. Superman wins in the United States, but I think once you go global, I think I think Spider-Man wins because Superman is too tied up in Western imagery. I think I think Spider-Man is the single most iconic, most recognizable uh, superhero worldwide. What in the West in America, Superman wins because he's very rooted in you know truth, justice, and the American way. Like Superman, like the rest of the world, eh, they're like Superman's cool, but Spider-Man, Spider-Man is he's everywhere. Toys. If you go to a store. And they've got toys, t-shirts, posters, or anything superhero related. Superman Superman might be there, but Spider-Man is always there. Always. His face, his icon, the logo. Batman, no. Batman doesn't even win in America. Batman loses. Batman's in second or third in America. He doesn't win. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking hearts right now. I'm telling you right now. Spidey is the biggest superhero in existence. Probably always will be. He's just very, very recognizable, very iconic. The color scheme, all of it. It's just, ah, he's just something about Spidey, right? Keep in mind, keep in mind, Superman's my favorite. I'm not even a big Spidey guy. I love Spider-Man, but like I grew up loving Superman and uh, the X-Men. That was kind of where I where I landed. We had a Hall of Justice growing up. Uh, loved, loved Superman, really, really did. But yeah, Spider-Man's got mass appeal. And Spider-Man with the, with the Into the Spider-Verse... Yeah, now you're doing like cross-cultural relevancy, you know, like little girls are like Spider-Gwen and like little little black boys and girls are like, oh, Miles Morales and like little dorky kids that relate to Peter Parker are like Peter Parker. Spider-Man pulls, he pulls and Sony owns property. <laughs> That's big. That's big for Sony. That's big for Sony. Um, So... Uh, yeah, they're going to hold on to that property and it's going to continue to pay them dividends because you know there's another Spider-Man game coming. There's got to be. Got to be. Huge, huge, huge. Huge game. Very well done. Um, so, 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 so well done. So. Uh, let's see another comment here. Eric PF says, I'm interested in what the goals of the partnership between Discord and the PlayStation will be. I can imagine it could add to the rise of console players using Discord. When I was playing on console, I had no interest in using Discord since most gamers on there play PC. Yep, agreed. I This is, you know what's funny? I just thought of this. The Sony PlayStation partnership is going to be really, really good for us and what we do here in the network and with this community because we're going to meet people in a year or two and they're going to be like, oh yeah, Discord, I'll hop in your Discord. It'll be normal to people. It'll be more normative. Like, we'll meet gamers, we'll meet people hanging out on YouTube that'll be like, oh yeah, I I know Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the Discord? Oh, SNTR Network? Cool, let me hop in there. And then we can have all these perks and benefits and... And, and ways for them to fold into the community. Like, this is honestly good for us in our community that we have here. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's good. It's good for gamers. It's good for Sony. Um, it's good for us and our happy little home that we've built here. Seriously, it is. It's always been 
uh, it's always been that weird like hey we have all these cool things you can do on our discord server and there's always those people that are like I, I was discord I don't use discord what is that you know and that has been uh, a, a challenge for us we're doing some really really cool things with the network coming up and a lot of it a lot of it is uh, a lot of it is is um is going to be tied into the network and in in content creation um they are they are we're, we're going to be offering some really really cool features and packages and i do i think a lot of folks are likely going to be more apt to fold into that so the michael b jordan rumors are heating up dude listen i love henry cavill i do i do but if that happens for, for, for my man Michael B, I will be very excited. I will. I will. The dorky, glasses-wearing little nerd would see that as like, uh, okay, that's dope. <laughs> okay, that's dope. Like, I love, I love Henry Cavill. Like, I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to snuggle with him a little bit. He's up there with Momoa for me. Um, Matt, big, big man crush on him. Maybe a little unhealthy, but I would love to see Michael B. Jordan land that. He's been trying to squash the rumors, but uh, I... I don't know. <laughs> the harder people try to fight against a rumor sometimes, the more I'm like, is this true? Come on. Cavill signed for a three movie deal. He did. He did creature, but they've established that there's a possibility branch off. Isn't there with some of the stuff that happened recently? Um, there's room for, for more than one. Um, there's room for more than one. So Michael B could be in his own branch and his own side thing. I tell you what I want. This is what I want. What I really, really want. Spice Girls. What I would like to see is DC step into um, TV show with Michael B. Because I like the TV shows more. I'm really looking forward to Loki. I want more time with the characters. I want more time with the the actors and the character development. I like it more. I do. I do. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I was watching that in the middle of finishing the MCU. My wife and I rewatch it pretty regularly, you know, every other year or so. And Falcon and the Winter Soldier opened my eyes at like, I think I like TV shows more. I like them more. They're more something there's something that is more personal about it. And that would be a great way to not step on Cavill's cinematic performance. You could have Michael B doing a TV show. Now, I don't know if that's in the contract money. I mean, gee, many Christmas. Um, he, uh, he, it'd be tough. It'd be tough. That'd be a lot of money. It'd be expensive. Um, and I don't know what DC wants to do right now. So, Cavill or nobody? I, Cavill's perfect for Clark Kent. Uh, but isn't, isn't the, um, isn't the, 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 isn't Michael B's portrayal, wouldn't it be a different, a different Superman that's like a branching story it's a, it's like another timeline isn't it it's kind of like a multiverse thing it's a black Superman but I would, wouldn't dismiss it as woke it's not woke there's a literal storyline it's a different character there's actual comic books of this it's not just them being like hey do you guys think we should do this? No, there's like a literal character story arc and comic representation of this. It's not Clark Kent with different skin color. It's a it's a different person. Val Zod is that his? So that's his birth name. What's his Earth name? I don't I don't know. I didn't follow it. 
I know there were some stories they did with a uh, the first Captain America. They t- oh they touched on that in Falcon. Oh, that was so good. Um, you don't want more DC TV shows except for Arrow and Flash. The rest are hot garbage. That is true. The DC shows were pretty all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is Calvin Ellis. Is that his Earth name? So Val Zod, and he's Calvin Ellis. I like that name. That's kind of dope. That's kind of dope. That, that that to me, I don't know. I grew up with a green black, uh, a black green lantern, and was like, why? is Ryan Reynolds playing Green Lantern. That's right. That's right. For a time, uh, especially in the cartoons, it was portray- it was a, it was a black Green Lantern. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's the adoptive brother of Cal. So it's very similar to what they did with Miles Morales a little bit like they were in they were in proximity of each other. That's cool. Like here's the thing. Here here's the thing. If it's rooted in the comics, then do it. Like if you're just gonna like all of a sudden arbitrarily be like, yeah, Clark Kent is uh, he's different now. It's a different person. That would be that would be awkward. That would be like, wait, well, you're kind of forcing this. Why are you forcing this? But if it's Kal El and a completely different dude that has a backstory and a character arc in comics, then freaking do it and get Michael B. Get him. He's freaking. He can get. He can get huge. Have you seen the pictures from those boxing movies? That dude can bulk up. He can get he can get very very large. He could he could he could fit that role very well. Oh, he's got the face shape too. Great face shape. So good for that that iconic like strong Superman imagery. Would love it. Would love it. Oh, there's two. There's two. Calvin Ellis. Is Calvin Ellis the guy you're talking about, Wheezy? There's Kal-El and Valzad. Kal-El, Calvin Ellis. So wait, did they do a version where Kal-El was black and just donned a different Earth name, Calvin Ellis, but it was still Kal-El from Krypton? I didn't know that. Ed Norton is Superman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that Photoshop's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. Very, very good. Valzad does sound tough. It sounds very tough. Valzad. Because somebody would like come to Earth to fight him and he'd be like, I knew I'd find you, Valzad. That'd be dope. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Cal Ellis, Calvin Ellis. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Michael B. Jordan met with Warner Brothers last year to pitch his vision for the character. Filming wasn't due to begin for a number of years. The actor couldn't commit to the role since he already had a tight schedule. It wasn't clear if he wanted to bring Earth's two Valzad into the mix or a new version of Kal-El. I think it would make more sense to do Valzad because Cavill is so great and then you could you can you have them meet? Is there a world where Valzad and Kal-El is there a world where Clark Kent and Valzad intersect? So you could have Cavill and Michael B in the same movie cuz now that now now you're now you're cooking with gas. You could do a couple of movies with Michael B, let Cavill do his three movies that he's agreed to and then you bring them together. They should have done that with Batman versus Superman. They should have waited a lot longer before freaking doing that. From what I understand, the only reason we haven't seen Cavill back as Superman again is because of the Sicky and the Witcher. Well, and, and Cavill's agreed to he's signed on for three more movies. So, yeah. 
I just like I just like Michael B. I want I want I would love to see him get to do more. It, it was we talked about this the other day. I, his role as Killmonger could have spanned two movies, and I'd have been okay with it. It'd have been more. It would have been really enjoyable to watch his his transformation to homegrown kind of bad guy. Like he's kind of homegrown bad life America into like homegrown villain. And then you would have had him transition into when he shows up to Wakanda. Like, that's how the movie could have ended, is him showing up to Wakanda and being like, oh my gosh, what in the frick's going to happen next? And then the next movie could have been the fight for Wakanda's soul in the grips of Killmonger. Like, that could have been awesome. I just, I love the slower burns. I love the slower character development. I think it's much more enjoyable. Um, Cavill as Wolverine would be sick. You gotta, you can't, uh, you gotta be careful. You overuse Cavill and it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. I, it'd be, he could play Wolvie. He could. He's got the build for it and the face shape for it, but it would just be, I don't think, I don't think the public would accept it. Valzad and Kal-El both team up uh, cross-dimensionally fighting and defeating Darkseid in an epic battle. Is that something that happens? I, I mean, I would ship that. That'd be freaking amazing. So... Are they making more Punisher? Marvel has now retained the rights to both characters, uh, Dead D- Daredevil and the Punisher. So if we get more Johnny Bernthal Punisher, I'll be happy. I just don't know where it would land because I don't think they would want to put it on Disney+. Plus. They would need another place to put it. I think they could do Daredevil and they could tone down the violence because Daredevil was surprisingly violent. But the Punisher wouldn't work on Disney+. Plus. It just wouldn't. The imagery, the skull, the shooting, the, like I don't think it would work. The, they would need to house him somewhere else. Johnny Bernthal is 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 Frank Castle though. He's so good. I was disappointed that Momoa got cast as Aquaman because I wanted him to be Wolverine. I feel like I feel like Momoa would make a good saber tooth because he has the height. Wolvie's supposed to be short. Supposedly Charlie Cox is seen on the set of She-Hulk. He was also seen on the sh- uh, the set of the next Spider-Man. He's in the next Spider-Man. He's uh, Peter Parker's legal representation, isn't he? They could use Hulu. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, I know they've retained those rights, so... Cavill's way too big for Wolverine. Even Jackman was like two foot taller than the character. Yeah, that's true. Jackman is pretty tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, what a tall drink of water Hugh Jackman is. Mm. Uh, yeah, something Sabretooth. Yeah, Momo would have been, been a great Sabretooth. He has like that almost animalistic caveman look. You know what I mean? It'd have been good. It'd have been good. They need a Disney Plus Max app to house the stuff that's similar to Marvel Max. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then have like an age warning and stuff. It just depends on brand alignment. Like if Disney wants that for Disney Plus, the brand alignment issues would be the biggest, would be the biggest potential snafu. You know what I mean? Heartless no, Heartless one knows what I'm talking about. She's getting the joystick out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We love Jackman as Wolverine. I I, I love Hugh Jackman. I, he he could he could play freaking Mary Poppins. I don't care. Yeah, Leave Shriver was actually a good saber tooth. I thought he was good. He was a little small, but it worked. It worked. You needed something that was a little bit bigger. But I think he sold the character very well. He's a good actor. He's a really good actor. How many seasons did he get out of that show? Is that show still going that he was doing? Um he was a cleaner. It was a cleaner. Uh, I watched the first season. It was actually pretty good. Um, I really like him. I like Leave Shriver. 
Um, yeah, the mountain. Yeah, mountain and saber tooth could be really, really good. Yeah. Gotham was a masterpiece of a series. I've heard really good things about Gotham. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ray Donovan. It got canceled. Really? That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. I know it was. I know it was doing well, wasn't it? It was. I. I felt like every time I saw advertisements for uh for that show, eighty two episodes. It, they got seven seasons. That's that's a pretty good. Whoa, 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 whoa! I dropped my phone. That's a pretty good run. That's a pretty good run. Seven seasons. That's a pretty good run. We're in we're in season six of Elementary. I mean, Elementary ran for for seven seasons. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> that's a lot of money. That's a lot of cheddar for everybody involved. Because you know it, it's though it, they are not they are paid handsomely for those television episodes. Um, the guy who plays uh, Sherlock in Elementary. He was paid very well. Lucy, uh, Lucy Lou was paid more than him. She was paid more than him on that show because I think she was more well known at the time in American uh, American entertainment. So, after RDJ is Tony Stark, the older versions of the cartoon seem off. Yeah, because Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. He is in real life and in the movies. Like he just he. I, he broke the fourth wall in the other way. <laughs> he broke the fourth wall in the different direction. He came from outside of the fourth wall and was like, I am Tony Stark and broke in and he brought something to the character that I think only he could bring. And Favreau knew it. And good for Favreau. Favreau gave us Favreau gave us RDJ as Tony Stark and he has single-handedly saved Star Wars. So, <laughs> friggin' Favreau, dude. What a guy. <laughs> what a freaking guy. Um, what a life he must live. Just just got to be walking on cloud nine every day, getting to touch all the properties that he gets to touch. Just amazing. So, but, but this is a big spinoff of the, of the topic of like what Sony could potentially bring to the table. Like we, we got off on this tangent and uh, it is, it's significant. Just like Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Like Ryan Reynolds did the same thing. He did a reverse fourth wall break. He brought himself into the character and it just works. A mouthy, snarky, you know, very arrogant dude. That's 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 Deadpool. It's perfect. It's perfect. Um so it's a shame we didn't get more Iron Man movies. Uh, young RDJ, Tony was super cool. Oh, it would have been really, really good. Yeah, yeah. He was a mess back then, though. Good for him for turning his life around, but he was a bit of a mess. Um, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was a bit of a mess. So good for him turning his life around, though. So I relate a lot with him in his in his life and in in his portrayal of uh, of Tony. I really connect with being a hot mess and self-destructive and very and narcissistic and self-absorbed and and changing you know his and his daughter looked a lot like my daughter it killed it was that was rough that was very very rough their interactions in that movie <laughs> juice pops <laughs> uh you go to bed or i'm gonna sell all your toys just the way they interact like i really connected with that um Dave Filoni deserves credit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dave and Favreau. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, 
There's another. There's another guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the other guy? Uh, Kevin. Kevin Feige. Is that his name? He's got a weird name. He's also a part of the the part of the Marvel genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Got they got some good people in good positions that really really helps put things on a on a long tail plan, which is not easy with that much property and that many characters. So, um, how is Bad Batch? Not watched it. People are I, I, people this morning were saying good things about it. So, um, but I've not I've not gotten to to watch it. So he's the Marvel genius. That's right. That's right. All right, I'm going to end this recording. We're going to keep talking and vibing. If you're listening to this recording, we got a little off topic today, but that's the beauty of being here live. Make sure you're here live, sntrlive.com. If you're in the live audience, make sure you are subscribed with the bell button pressed. If you're already subscribed, your bell button might have got unchecked. So if you want to make sure and check it, that it's it's checked for all notifications. YouTube has unchecked that for some people. So double check that. We're having issues with people not getting notified, and that's... Uh, one of the causes. So, as always, if you're listening elsewhere, come hang out with us at sntrlive.com.